one zero. We're live on the Jonathan Kogan show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan show. It's great to have you. It's always great to have you. Thanks for being here. If you're on Twitter following, amazing, because we're really trying to take this video long form podcast to the moon on Twitter. So we're always live on Twitter, long form podcast content. It's going to rip through the internet one day and we are ahead of the curve. In fact, we got noticed on the last episode by Jason of the All In Podcast, and he is always at the forefront of like media, let's say, always at the forefront, way ahead of the game. I had a podcast in like, like 1981, but you know what I mean, though, a long time ago. But he's not on the long, not the video podcast. Oh, I guess he is on Twitter. I guess they do. They do this week in startup. So yeah, whatever. We got noticed by the All In Pod. The last tweet at Kogs, K-O-G-Z, the video of our analysis got liked by two of the four. Of course, the truth tellers, David Sachs, Jason Kalaknakis, however you say his last name, uh, Greek brother from another mother. Uh, and so uh, today we got a good podcast. So um, uh, you can check it on Rumble if you're listening in your ear on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, appreciate you. Uh, donations, patreon.com forward slash ownership economy. Always appreciate rumble. And again, Twitter at K O G Z. So today's podcast. And one of the, one of the fan favorites of all the podcasts was one uh, a while ago now, months ago with Dr. Naomi Wolf. Dr. Naomi Wolf has been extremely influential, um, in, um, fighting against, uh, mandates. Okay. Just mandates. Um, and this isn't about what side of the debate you're on with that. We just approach very difficult situations with an open heart an open mind. And then we listen to the most credible people on all sides. And then we take our own individual critical thinking skills like you do, like myself separately. And then we come our own conclusions and whether you come to the opposite conclusion as me, that's great. That's fantastic. It's just about knowing all of the angles from reliable sources on all sides and then coming to your own conclusion. And the purpose of this podcast is to get you the, as much of the truth as I can, not to make decisions for you. That's not what this is for. I am anti making decisions for you. I can't even, I could barely make decisions for myself. So I have zero, I have negative interest in making decisions for you. However, I am down to get you the truth for you to then analyze and make your own conclusions. So Dr. Naomi Wolf, and again, I don't know why I say this so many times, but people seem to forget, or if you're new, then you just didn't know, but we are an apolitical podcast. We don't believe in politics. We think it's all charades. We think it's all theater. We think it's an illusion of freedom. The, the game, it, it just, it's ridiculous. We don't even know how to think in terms of political stances. We just talk about truths, whether that ends up going on the favorable side of the left, then so be it. Favorable side of the right, then so be it. It doesn't matter. We don't care where it falls on the political spectrum because we don't believe in political spectrums. Does that make sense? Now that you understand that. It seems to be, like I've said in the last episode, the last faction of society that has failed to realize that it's no longer left versus right, right versus left, white versus black, American versus whatever, seems to be, for whatever reason, I'm sure in different periods of time it was the opposite, is uh, the left in the United States, the Democrats. And I don't know what the reason is. It doesn't matter. And so 
Dr. Naomi Wolf has historically been a darling of the left. She worked with the Clintons big time. She was loved by the Clintons. She was, she made press tours all through the nineties and two thousand absolutely adored by the left or the Democrats historically. Now she's a villain. So it just makes you think, why is she a villain? Well, I don't know, but she's always had credibility. She's always been uh, a credible resource. And just since 2009, you know, 21, she's all of a sudden evil. So it just makes you think what occurred or maybe we've been told something that's not true. So we just want to exercise that. She, Dr. Amy Wolf just gave a speech outside of Yale uh, for a medical freedom rally. And I just want you to listen to it. And there's actually, if you're watching this, um, I could start off with the video right away, or I can start with the intro, which goes a little bit longer, but there's no video to it. It's just the audio. If you're listening to this, it doesn't matter either way. So, um, in fact, I'm going to play the way that she was introduced because I think that's really important. The person who introduced her, um, and she says exactly what I said. This is no longer left versus right anymore. It's, it's elites versus peasants. It's truth versus not truth. Um, and so I'll play the longer one, then I'll skip to the video. So if you're watching, this will be more exciting. Uh, but uh, I think this speech is very important. Just happened outside of Yale. She's a Yale alma mater, or Yale is her alma mater. And I think it's a very, very important speech. And I think you'll appreciate it. So we'll start off with the, you know, a little bit of the intro. And then I'll, you know, I'll skip ahead and just play the video for it. Uh, so this is from her Substack Outspoken Podcast. She's done incredible, incredible work. And uh, she gives a speech at, at Yale where she went. Um, and, um, it's about the mandates, uh, specifically for the bivalent booster. And, uh, I just, just listen, just listen and evaluate and then find other sources. But I, this is a very good source that obviously you won't hear in the mainstream. And what we need to do is break through that kind of that matrix esque of the mainstream and just get to the truth, whatever the truth may be. We're not on either side. We just want truth. And so this is how you get to it. You look at everything. So here's the intro to bring up Dr. Naomi Wolf on stage outside of Yale. Here we go. Um, Dr. Naomi Wolf is not only a um, graduate of Yale, she's a um, Rhodes Scholar, graduate of Oxford. She has been a leader in women's health and a feminist author for decades. And I have to say, I had been out of the country for 24 years, and I nearly fell out of my chair when I saw her doing an interview on Tucker Carlson. And to me, that was a really good sign, because it was clear that the people are starting to wake up. This is not about Republicans or Democrats. This isn't black versus white. This is something much bigger. So um, we're very grateful for her time. And we are going to invite Dr. Naomi Wolf up onto the stage. So, first of all, what's really, really important with Dr. Naomi Wolf is which, what her niche, I guess best way to say, it, has been the past 30 years of her career is fighting for women's rights. All about women's rights. And she is being outspoken because based on her research and like 3,500 people that are on her team researching this, um, at uh, I believe it's Daily Clout, um, have, and it's in Pfizer's own documents, it's in the scientific papers that this affects many, that many women are having adverse reactions of menstrual cycle disorders. They're bleeding, you know, 
uh, all through the month, twice a month. And if, and, and she says, if your menstrual cycle's off, then your entire homeostasis of the human body as a female, as a woman is off. Like that is the core of, of being at homeostasis. It's so important. And she's shown that the adverse reactions to women is much larger it is is big enough to warrant an investigation and to halt the jabs. She's saying we just need more data. Stop it. And she's being shunned. But uh let me let me play the, the video audio of her speaking and it gets very, very passionate. And I'm just saying this woman knows what she's talking about. She's fighting for women's rights. Like the women who are fighting for women's rights, why are they not speaking out on this issue? It's so weird. Probably the most important issue for women ever uh, is like literally right now. Something is damaging tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. I believe in Great Britain, don't call me, but something like 40,000 have been reported like menstrual cycles being off um, and it affects birth rates. But just listen, listen to her, not me. And uh, it's a very, very good speech, and and take away with it what you will. Here we go. Take it away, Dr. Naomi Wolf. I cannot believe, like, I'm literally speaking here, but my heart is breaking, and I'm on the verge of tears, because I cannot believe that in the year 2022, after 35 years of advocacy for women's health and human rights and civil liberties, I'm standing here to say... Yale University should not mandate 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds with an experimental, dangerous mRNA lipid nanoparticle injection just so they can come back to school and resume their educations. I can't believe I have to say this, but, but here we are. And these young people who don't deserve to even have to think about this endangerment of their future, this crushing of their spirits just to get the education that many of their parents have slaved for and saved for for years and that they worked so hard to obtain. I am here to tell Yale University, I used to live just beyond there when I was a freshman. I lived at Davenport and then Berkeley when I was an undergraduate. I believed that this place would protect the civilization that it sought to portray, right? A civilization in which I learned about the Nuremberg Code here at Yale. I learned about the Geneva Conventions here at Yale. I learned about the Hippocratic Oath and Galen and the great tradition of medical uh, illumination here at Yale University. I cannot believe I'm standing outside these these walls saying, don't coerce children and young adults, minors and young adults into damaging their, their lives and submitting to an illegal injection that violates the Geneva Conventions, that violates the Nuremberg Code, that violates the Hippocratic Oath that violates basic human rights so these kids can pick up their education. Don't do it. And I'm also, I want to talk about the legalities now, or rather the crimes that Yale is about to commit. I want to tell the world, if it hasn't been following, that Yale University doesn't mandate the faculty for this bivalent booster. Yale University doesn't mandate the staff for this experimental injection. It is mandating 
that children. It is mandating that kids, the students. So say that again. Coercion is not consent. Exactly right. Talk, I wanted to tell Yale, I'm speaking to the university now. I'm speaking to any representatives of the university. I'm speaking to any undercover security police of the university. Um, what you're about to do is a, a serious crime. It is deeply illegal. Certainly it violates Title IX. Now this university receives federal funds, millions of dollars in federal funds. There have been Title IX lawsuits before in my time. There was a major settlement because they violated, violated Title IX. Title IX um, commits the university to not discriminate on the basis of sex or gender in getting an equal education. I am telling Yale, I, I oversee a project in which 3,500 experts uh, review the Pfizer documents released under court order by a lawsuit. In that document, there is catastrophic harm to women, and especially to young women, and especially to their reproductive health. There, in the Pfizer documents, there are 20 different names for fucking up your menstrual cycle. I am not kidding, and pardon my language, but I am angry as a woman. There are 20 different ways you can bleed all month. You can bleed twice a month. You can bleed in such a way that you're hemorrhaging. You can bleed so that you've got agonizing cramps. And if that, and 72% of those with adverse events in the Pfizer documents are women. Is that a violation of Title IX to inflict that on the class of 2023, 2024, 2025? Yes, it is a violation. How will these young women pursue their education equally if they're suffering? How will they be athletes? How will they pursue their uh, athletic scholarships if they're injured in that way? Now, something else you have to know, and I'm telling Yale, because that means they can't pretend in the litigation that they didn't know. I'm putting them on notice that there is a drop of 20% in births around the world among vaccinated populations, and that in the Pfizer documents, 80% of the pregnancies that were followed resulted in miscarriage. And then the VARS database, there are more miscarriages for vaccinated women than um, from all the vaccines for the entire history of the VARS database to date. So these young women, I've had my babies, right? Women my age have had our babies if we are gonna be moms. These young women haven't had their children yet. What are you doing to them? What are you inflicting on them? You, you're violating them for sure. For sure there will be 18, 19, 20, 20 year old members of the class of 2023, 2024, 2025, who will not be able to. So let me, let me pause it there in case we got connectivity issues. But um, she has looked at everything. And the crazy part about it is we know everything. They have, they have released all the documents. And 
again, on this podcast, I have read the documents, not read like to analyze them. I just read word for word the documents and it was censored. I didn't do anything except read the pages. I just wanted to read the paragraphs out loud and record it. And it was censored. Very weird. So I guess what's troublesome is I guess she's going to get into it. But if something were to happen, the people that are being most gaslit are the ones that have had adverse reactions. Just because people have adverse reactions, everyone, everybody's body acts differently. But then people who have adverse reactions say, hey, I have an adverse reaction. I need help. And they're gaslit. They're told, no, nope, it's go away. It's in your head. Go away. It's up to you. It, something's wrong with you. Even though we have proof, it's just very strange what's going on. Let me have her finish this one more minute, and then, and then we'll get to it. Dr. James Thorpe has shown how the lipid nanoparticles traverse the placenta and damage the placenta, resulting in higher rates of miscarriage, spontaneous abortion, and stillbirths. When that happens, where will Yale be, right? That'll happen a few years from now. Where will Yale be? Yale will have blood on its hands from those young women get injured for no medical reason. Why get a booster at this point at all for healthy young populations? The data are in, the CDC backtracked, they confirmed what I've been telling you for a year and a half, vaccines don't affect transmission. So there's literally no reason for anyone to mandate any injection for a respiratory virus of this kind. I have to say, it, it's crazy. Just think about this. The only reason a government body, a government, should intervene with a pandemic, okay, and use um, a medication is if that, the only way that it should be mandated is, okay, you take this and therefore you can't spread it to someone else. So we're mandating it to stop that spread right? It eventually will go away. Now, a government should never, even if this is true, if if there's a medication that says, okay, it has nothing to do with transmission, but you will have, uh, you won't have as, uh, a bad of reaction if you get it or, or your symptoms won't be as bad. Well, a government should never mandate you to take something just to make your symptoms not as bad, right? That's a choice. That's not a, a mandate. Like, That'd be the same thing as a government mandating I take Advil when I get a headache so it doesn't hurt as much. I have to take it. I don't have a choice. It's crazy. If something is just to make the symptoms laugh, if someone wants to go through, you know, less, worse symptoms, then take it. If someone wants to endure more pain, then take it. The only way, I'm just saying from a government intervention standpoint, the only way it makes sense for a government to intervene and to force someone to do something is if it affects the entire population. And they're just, and so that's that. And then as a side note, at least in my understanding of history, there's no government ever that has cared so much about its people's, its citizens' symptoms of anything that it wants to force something on them so they don't feel as bad. No government has ever done that. <laughs> no government has been so concerned about the health of its citizens that they want them to not have as bad as symptoms when there's a sickness going around or some sort of disease that they force them to take something so they don't feel as bad. That's never occurred ever in all of history. Just saying. Just saying. So um, another big thing today is there is a roundtable going on in the Senate. 
uh, Dr. Harvey Risch, uh, you know, epidemiologist, head of Yale, uh, Yale Medical School, um, Dr. Peter McCullough, all the top dogs um, are working with Senator Ron Johnson, uh, who's the only senator that's willing to even listen to this stuff. There's the uh, Dell Big Trees there, and the live video is actually going on right now. Um, where they're addressing a lot of these issues and, and what to do. So it's good that um, they're talking about it and things are going on. But I almost, I was on the verge. I didn't do it, but I was on the verge of tearing up during that when she's saying how these women haven't had their babies yet. Like they won't, they, some of them won't be able to conceive because of this intervention. And if that ends up being true, that is a big mistake. That is a huge mistake. That is going to cause massive backlash from the people when that time comes. Now, I, I'm not saying this is, I'm just saying we're seeing a lot of weird things lately. And this is separate. I'm not saying this is tied to it. Um, I've watched sports my whole life. And uh, there was a uh, reporter, uh, an Atlanta reporter who, and it's weird. YouTube's putting like a, um, you have to click through to watch it. But uh, Bob, let me let me get it exactly. But he was reporting like a pregame show, okay, with Dominique. Uh, oh, now it's like a top search. Uh, but when you have before a game starts, uh, you have uh, people talking about that game. In fact, and and the guy who's been doing this for a long time, all of a sudden starts spazzing out like with a convulsing next to Dominique Wilkins. I've never seen that ever. Maybe it's just it happened. They said it was dehydration. Perhaps that's true. I don't know, uh, but let me let me just play the clip. And and, and then the other one is Rod Stewart, um, the celebrity, um, and our prayers go out to him and his family. Uh, his son uh, is 11 years old um, and was at a football practice or football game and uh, had a heart attack. His 11-year-old son had a heart attack. Um, you know, but, but again, that might just be a... Uh, Maybe I just didn't know of those things happening, perhaps. I, I don't know, honestly. Let me play this first. If you're watching this, this is um, important. If you're listening, it's going to be the Atlanta Hawks announcer suffers on-air medical emergency. I haven't heard this breakdown, whoever's doing this, but but let's play it. For a veteran sportscaster had a scary medical emergency on live TV, and we should warn you, the video is upsetting. Big for a 19-year-old kid. Wow. Keep your eyes on sportscaster Bob Rathman. The play-by-play announcer for the Atlanta Hawks basketball team slumps in his chair, then starts convulsing while his co-anchor keeps going, unaware of the emergency. I look for this kid to have a really good first half of the season. As Rathman loses consciousness, you can see someone off camera reach in to help him. At that moment, the camera cuts away. So what went wrong? Rathbun's rep sent Inside Edition a statement saying the 68-year-old announcer, quote, briefly lost consciousness on the court. Emergency medical professionals on site quickly treated Rathbun for dehydration. I look for this so maybe it was dehydration. I, you know, I don't know. I've just never seen that before, and I hope we just don't see it a lot more. I Just these weird things are happening, um, and I'm not tying one thing to the other. I'm just making you aware of it in case you're interested because the, the, the a lot of weird events. And again, uh, um, Rod Stewart's um, son, unfortunately, had a heart attack at 11 years old, which is, uh, I don't know, seems bizarre. I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Sorry for the delay. So, um, you know, let's just uh, 
Let's play this real quick. Rod Stewart's on 11. Uh, rushed to hospital, turning blue and collapsing a football match. 11-year-old son, Aiden. So I'll play this real quick. And I, I worry these are tied together, but I'm not going to make that conclusion. Obviously, that's ridiculous. Shared that his 11-year-old son, Aiden, was taken to hospital in an ambulance after collapsing at a football match. The 77-year-old singer was worried that his son had had a heart attack while playing for his Young Hoops under-12s team, The Mirror reports. It was a scary moment, but Rod says his son had actually suffered a panic attack. We thought my boy had a heart attack, he said. He was going blue and was unconscious until he calmed down. It was scary, but it turned out to be a panic attack. All right, so maybe it was a panic attack. Maybe it was a panic attack. I hope it was. I just hope he's healthy. I do not care. But we know that it affects women, young women. We know it affects young men with pericarditis, myocarditis. And I'm just saying we should just, you know, talk about this more. And and if and there's people that are literally under oath testifying in Senate saying they've been injured from this, saying they've had adverse reactions. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of these people. And I just don't want people to suffer who don't need to suffer. So I thought that speech was important. That was Dr. Naomi Wolf. That was outside of Yale, her alma mater. You could look more up on her. She's fantastic. She's doing some really, really good work. And, um, and yeah, we got a lot more to cover today. Other segments, again, uh, subscribe on Rumble. Uh, this won't be on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, The Jonathan Kogan Show. If you're listening to this and the podcast name says, In Case You Forgot, go back to your Apple podcast and go to The Jonathan Kogan Show and subscribe there and get rid of In Case You Forgot. For some reason, there's two links. And a lot of people are listening, Albania, uh, uh, Saudi Arabia, Indonesia. You guys are listening to the wrong title for whatever reason. That's my fault. My fault. I appreciate you listening, but switch to the other one. And if you want to donate, patreon.com forward slash ownership economy. And uh, got so much going on. Uh, we got price caps on, on oil uh, from, from Russia, which that's going to be chaotic. Who knows what's going to happen with that. Cover that in the next segment and some other stuff. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Jonathan Kogan Show, as always. And if you want to watch on Twitter, go to twitter.com or just go to the look up at K-O-G-Z, Kogs. All right. Until next time, I'm out. Later, everybody.